Let's get started. Let's get started. Collateral Banter, episode 34. We have back on Mastro. Good to be the back. The great Mastro. Thank you for coming back to Collateral Banter. I'm happy to be here, man. This is an emergency episode, and do you know why it's an emergency episode? I don't. I knew I had to have you on the very week the New York Times publishes a story on... UFOs. UFOs. Had to be Mastro. Once I saw that, I was like, whoa, this is too exciting. I can't let go. You know, it's funny because I think people listening to this will think that somehow I'm, like, obsessed with this stuff. You, you know, are. I, I'm, I am. I, I'm not. I like it. I mean, I like, I enjoy it. I know the last time we talked, you know, I, I may have mentioned I love watching Ancient Aliens. I love that show, mostly because of the history the, stuff, the topics they bring up about ancient history and ancient civilizations and all that stuff, I find I'm kind of a history dork. So that's kind that's, of... That's why we like having you on, because you're a history dork. Yeah, okay. Just so people know, I'm not claiming to be any sort of expert in this field. I am not well-versed, all that much. Oh, people don't care about that. I no. babble a lot. <laughs> no, but this is a great story, though. Come on, you got to tell me. When you saw this... Okay, so let, let, let's set up the story here. Okay. Navy pilots come out publicly and say they have seen and encountered UFOs. Yeah. Okay. The actual Navy pilot described it as spear encasing a cube. Okay, yeah. Uh, just Navy not pilot. to jump in here, but, you know, this, is, uh, this story actually surfaced about a year ago, right? Tom DeLong, the former Blink-182 superstar who's now taken up this cause to declassify all this information, trying to compelling the government to release its documents. I mean, I remember seeing this footage, the Tic Tac thing, like a year ago. The Tic Tac. The, the video of the two F-18 pilots that have Tic Tac-shaped UFO, they're tracking with their, tracking their FLIR pod. Yeah. Equipment. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yes. This footage has been around for a while, at least, okay. as far as I can and, recall. And here's the thing. Why is it all of a sudden happening now? Because the New York Times is covering it? <clears throat> well, from what I gathered, he has decided to revamp its policy with respect to reporting these incidents. Meaning that, I think, between 2012 and 2015, they were actively investigating that sort of thing happens, that means that there's money going toward it. Now, some say it's a special government project that they can't talk about. It's just being uh, <laughs> debriefed, debriefed on, on now. That's, this yeah. is highly classified material. Yeah, they may have thought better about that, actually. They may have decided that he's just not ready for that sort yeah, of Yeah, maybe he's not. I, he's the kind of guy I don't know if you would want to tell that. No. To. Anything you say is a secret. Yeah, yeah it's, it's probably going to go away. Can you imagine Trump just announcing to the world by, via Twitter yeah. that UFOs exist? Yes. He, he would. Area S4, Israel, at Groom Lake, uh, <laughs> everything that uh, Bob Lazar was talking about. <laughs> Bob Lazar is actually in my administration. <laughs> He's become my new uh, head of the sides, you know. Yeah. He's my UFO czar. He's, he's, he's brilliant. And honestly, that is a way to grow the number of uh, Twitter followers that you have if you announce yeah. UFO. And that's what was one of his complaints to the CEO of Twitter when they had a meeting recently, that he should have more Twitter followers. And he's very upset. Yeah. And so... Yeah, he's upset that he's losing. Yeah. Yeah. But I... Okay. So I have to bring this back to 
you said you said this already came out a year ago. Right. However, there's a, certainly a recent spike in it, and I wanted to share this with you, and I don't know what this means. I read an article that despite these articles being published in the in this week about UFOs encountering Navy pilots, and again, we don't know what they are, right. it wasn't trending on Twitter. People were talking about Mackenzie Bezos. Yeah, well... <laughs> You know, just goes to show you. Goes to show you our priorities. Hey, um, ex-wife of Jeff Bezos, more important than who are these creatures? Which makes me think, what is going to happen if they come and announce their presence? Are people just going to be like, hey, who cares? I guess something's come. Like, can you anybody imagine the chaos? Yeah, what happened? No. Can you? Well, that's. I think that there were these discussions being had at those levels. So all of this stuff, especially with respect to the military, goes way back. The big spikes in sightings, certainly once our civilization took to the air and was able to fly and spend thousands and thousands of hours in flight, all of a sudden now pilots are seeing these things. In fact, one of my favorite opening scenes of any movie ever is the opening of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh. That scene in the air traffic control room where the guy sees the thing on the, his scope uh, yeah, yeah. and there's a couple of jets and, and they see this thing and then all of a sudden turns and it's a whole near miss and you hear a thing over the calm like whoosh by <laughs> right it is a great opening it's yes. a fantastic opening and then he's like do you want to report and he doesn't have to fill in report what so clearly, right, <laughs> this is just something that happens a lot, and they decide, nah, I don't want to do that. It's so <laughs> funny you bring that up, because in reading one of these articles, one of the pilots said between 2014 and 2015, they saw these sightings almost all the time, which then begins to make us think, like, how, how have we waited now four or five years for this to come out? Right. That's I, I, Some I of the craziest... Stories I've seen have been not in-flight sightings, but military-based sightings, where like Air Force bases are getting buzzed by these things, and all of a sudden, or every night for a week, some giant flying saucer thing hovers over one end of an air base. I mean, because these bases are enormous, right? Sure, sure. And these guys are scrambling in their jeeps, and they're taking off and going after whatever, and and like everybody's at code. Blue. <laughs> it's code red. Code red. <laughs> Who knows? Code blue is when you die, right? Um, so the, the whole thing. These aviators now, you know, wanted to talk. Can I? Can um, I ask you about that? What do you think it means when Navy pilots say this, and they be the first ones to say this, at least publicly, open in front of the New York Times? It's likely to mean other people who haven't talked about it haven't talked about their experience, are now more likely to come out and not think they're crazy. Right. Right? So, like I said, my my initial thought was, when I saw this video, was Tom DeLong. This was part of his whole thing last year when he kind of, whenever it was. Wait, who's Tom DeLong? Tom DeLong was in Blink-182, rock band. He's decided now all the millions that he made... As a rock star, he's going to now sink into outing the secrecy of the government 
cover up of oh UFOs and all this stuff. And oh he's, my God. That's his. That's his, amazing. He's embracing this whole thing. I want to join his bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's his new cause. He's trying to to get the government to declassify all this information that they supposedly have. And so I saw this in some History Channel documentary or something like this that Hillary Clinton was joking in a way to kind of boost her Twitter followers or get more media attention was promising to do just that, mm -hmm. to release more of these UFO documents and, and secret reports. It's funny that she was doing that. It was in some ways a reaction to a guy named David Ickes. Have you heard of him? Okay. Now, say he's a British uh, conspiracy theorist, but he's written popular books, and he claims that the elites currently are actually from another planet, and they're lizard people. Lizard people. Uh, yeah, you heard of those? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've yeah, heard of those lizard sure. people? Yeah, so they think yeah. that like some people, like Hillary Clinton's apparently a secret lizard. Yeah. And it sounds crazy, but it sells. Like, sure. It's, you know, that, that's what makes me think. Like, if people buy it and people read it and people start now creating communities on the Internet that certain people are from other planets. Right. You know, to anybody 40 years ago, they would have had you institutionalized. Yes. That's and true. Now we're <laughs> and, now, and now it's kind of like, hey... Probably. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> now it's a maybe. No, it's a this maybe. is crazy. But I want to bring it back to the Navy pilots. Okay. What it makes me feel like is for the first time, there's credibility in the sighting. Okay. If you and I get in a car and drive to Arizona or New Mexico, do a little bit of acid and claim that we saw UFOs. Sure. When we come back... And we're going to tell everybody we know that we saw UFOs. People are going to be like, you guys were tripping on acid. And we're yeah. like, well, just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little well, bit. Right? It's therapeutic. Yeah. And so, but when it comes from Navy pilots. Exactly. And it's captured on indisputable footage. You can't debunk. This is the real thing. Although they say there's like this static interference that sometimes the radar. Like they tried to, but it didn't, it didn't feel very uh, strong denials. Well, or... when it's also coupled with the reactions of two guys, right? These, yes. These jets, there are two guys on board. There's the pilot and the dedicated weapons guy, right? I know they used to call him the Rio back in the There you go. The 80s. We'll go with that. But you got one guy whose sole purpose is to be watching for all this stuff. Targeting, he's, he's the one controlling where this FLIR pod's looking and the one with the, the high speed over the water, little tiny dot that it picks up and is tracking, moving mm -hmm. at just crazy speeds, mm -hmm. right? And these guys are also going pretty damn fast. I bet. You know? And the other one, I, I don't think it's the one with the small little white dot that it, you know, he tracks it. And, yeah, yeah. You know, he kind of, you, you can see the pot adjusting its right. track, and then right. finally it locks on and right. starts following it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. But there's one of them, either that one or the, the one where, it wa you know, you're watching this object. I think yeah. that's the Tic Tac one, right? Right. He says, you hear him say, there's a whole fleet of them. Check the ASA. Now, I was trying to Google what is the ASA, what? What piece of equipment is that, right? I don't yeah. either. But all I know is he has it. Mm. He's seeing it. I don't know if that's a feed from, you know, their airborne flight control planes, you know, the E-2s and, and all that stuff that are basically flying control centers 
for all the planes that are airborne. Right. So That's I don't know. I'm guessing ASA is. I, you know, who knows? But I, I know that he says there's a whole fleet of them. He, I hear him. Fleet of UFOs, pilot says, right there. Oh, yeah, 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 I saw this. We'll play this. Yeah, help him out. Many of these pilots have, have hundreds, if not several thousands flying hours. It's not in their interest to make this stuff up because I think professionally it's coming out tomorrow be night. very damaging to them. Yeah, it's Friday. In 2015, Lieutenant Graves and Lieutenant Danny Acoin were training to deploy to the Middle East. What was the first thing you thought when you saw her? That actually is like, there is actually something there. First time you see it on the radar, could possibly be a false track, but then when you start to get multiple sensors reading the exact same thing, and then you get to see a display, that solidifies it for me. Again and again, the pilots were capturing bizarre-shaped objects on their F-18's cameras. Two of the videos would be released to the public. One would come to be known as Go Fast. Okay, that's the one. The other was called Gimbal. Really, no distinct wings, no distinct tail, no distinct exhaust plume, much like you see in the Gimbal video. It seemed like they were aware of our presence because they would actively move around us. Unidentified inside America's UFO investigation, Friday, May 31st at 10. Yes, I'll be up at 10. Um, but that, that wasn't the feed that I was looking for. I was looking for the one that he, you actually hear the cockpit conversation where he says, uh, there's a fleet of them. Check that ASA. So I'm curious, and I'm sure this violates procedure, but what would have happened if they fired him? <laughs> you don't know what this is. You don't know what no, this is, and it seems like this is a f- in the sky. Wouldn't you engage? I don't know. I don't want to get into the procedures because I don't know it. Would not be surprised if there have been engagements like that, right? Type of sophisticated equipment that they have now, right? Like this thing, it's a it's a sensor picks up, instant camera eyes on, right? They didn't have that stuff back in the old day. I think they've been around forever. I mean, because if, if you think about all the stories, and they're all so similar, and I know this is a, the descriptions of these things, you know, they're so similar. They're we have had any sort of contact to be able to come up with a story like this etch it on make a painting or so one other thing i I remember is uh the video of it's actually taken from space it's looking down on these like white objects that are sort of hovering around and then all of a sudden they scatter and then you see two super high speed what look like missiles heading up after them what? When, when was this? When I, was I saw it years ago. I'm sure we could find it. Uh, is this a legit video? Or is this oh, something yeah, yeah, some yeah. dude just I've created? seen it. No, no. I mean, it's from outer space. It's like a NASA video. It was oh, taken like from a, a shuttle. Video? I think it was taken from the space shuttle or something. But that could be an unidentified light. It could be. All I know is that, you know, they're looking they, at these white objects that are hovering around. And then all of a sudden and they they're scatter just in time for these these two other missiles coming at them. Blasting at them. Or whatever. So you think there was some secret project there? It could be. It could have been like prototype Star Wars defense stuff going on. Who knows? I mean, remember the Muya Muya Maya Muya Muya? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Muya 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 Muya. There you go. Yeah. Muya Muya. Remember Muya Muya? The cigar, the flying cigar. There you go. So maybe that was all part of a project. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the government called it back and like it was something they created to go bring the aliens over here. 
Right. Could be a project. Who knows? I'm excited. Yeah. So my excitement is, you know, I just want to know what would happen to us technologically if they come, to us socially. Oh, I guess we're not alone in the planet. Like, how would that change humanity? Well, I mean, if time? you believe what the UFO people say, it's our technology is the way it is because of huh? UFOs, because of reverse engineering, because of all that. You know, so basically, we though, owe right? it all to them. Some of it. Who knows? When you look at the acceleration of what's happened with technology in a hundred years. So they would likely just... let us borrow technology so we could travel to space. That's amazing. That's the the whole theme of the book by Carl Sagan, Contact, right? That they You've seen that movie? They, I love that movie. But I love the book too. Uh, I didn't uh, read the book. It's it's awesome. It's a great idea that you know, the first contact we get from space is picked up as a radio signal. Yeah. It's then determined that within the radio frequencies there's a subcarrier frequency carrying video content and when they put it all together they get these pages and pages of these documents where now they need to figure out how it all comes together you've seen the movie so I have you know how it all happens but it's basically plans for a vehicle to transport somebody to go see them and, and that's what happens right I mean I, I honestly I do not remember much of that movie I watched it when it first came out. Yeah. I haven't seen it since. So I barely remember it. Ju- was Julia Roberts? No. No. Uh, that was her name. Um, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Yeah. Jodie Foster. I remember yeah. her, her in it. She did a great job. She was um, good. Yeah. And um, it, was, it was amazing. I should see it again. What's your favorite? So let's, we're talking about UFOs. Before we leave, Mastro, what's your favorite alien movie? And why? Oh, it would have to be without a doubt. Close Encounters, just because it came out when I was a kid, you know, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. It just created this whole crazy wave. Remember the, yeah, yeah. the song? Yeah. Dee, 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 dee. And that yeah. just became ubiquitously associated with Aliens. space. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> I think it was even, it became like a disco song, too. <laughs> um, That's awesome. You know, it's a classic. Again, yeah. It's a classic movie because, you know, Dreyfus, mm-hmm. uh, you know, was, was Spielberg. Right. I'm going to correct myself now because that, that scene is that I described with the air traffic control is not the opening scene. If I remember correctly, the opening scene actually is in the desert in Mexico. And they show, you know, high winds and the dunes and all of a sudden these trucks coming over and then they show up in this village and there's this old guy and... Uh, they're talking to the guy and keeps saying that you know the son came out and sang to him last night. And they go out and then one of the missing squadrons that disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle is parked out in the backyard, and all the planes are there and they've got all the serial numbers. You know, so clearly this is part of a, he- a bigger thing that's been going on. That's government funded. That's like this whole thing. And, so you're you know, saying like, Steven Spielberg is a I'm, I'm just saying Spielberg intruder. was in on something. Oh, for oh, sure. For sure. Uh, he, he Maybe he's an alien. <laughs> oh, man. <All> <laughs> so that's what we learned on Collateral Banter today. Steven that's Spielberg. Emergency is, episode. There we go. He's, he is a alien. 
from another planet. It isn't just robots, it's aliens and robots are roaming the earth with humans. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on Collateral Banter. My pleasure. To share. Hey, when they begin communicating somehow with humans, they already are. Good point. But when it becomes public knowledge, publicly accepted, you have to come back and translate. Okay. All right. I guess. All right. I'll try. I'll do my best. <laughs> tell us what it means, Mastro. Tell us what it means. All right, man. Thank you for coming. All right, man. Out, man. My pleasure. All right. Episode 34, Collateral Banter. Hope you enjoyed it. Peace. Peace.